Hey everyone, welcome to episode 37 of Student Radio Stories. This episode includes an interview with Dom Sterling. Dom is a graduate of Student Radio and is currently a freelance radio producer for Radio 1 and BBC Asian Network. Previously, Dom has also been part of the Student Radio Association Committee. In this episode, we discuss Dom's role at Radio 1, his time in Student Radio and his involvement with the Student Radio Association. Let's get into the interview. So I'm here with Dom Sterling. So Dom, what is your current role now in the radio industry? Currently at the moment, I am a freelance producer uh, working across BBC Radio 1, BBC Asian Network, and also from time to time BBC Radio 1 Extra. So what has been your involvement as a producer for Radio 1? My involvement as a producer, so I joined back in 2018, so October 2018. Uh, and as a freelance producer, I will work mainly across the entertainment shows that they've got. So I am there if needed for cover with the holidays, illness or any extra projects they do. So I will work across any show basically when they need it. And it can come from like the odd shift to illness, or it can be like a long run, like a few weeks or a few months, depending on what they need at the time. So yeah, that's been my involvement, I suppose. So what do you enjoy about freelancing? I think the good thing about freelancing is you can experience a number of different styles and different shows, meet a lot of people. So if I went into BBC, for example, as a producer on a certain show, I would get to know that show and that presenter and that production team very, very well. But for myself, going to different shows means I get to sort of meet a lot of different people. And the good thing with that is you get to learn a lot of skills that you might not learn. So from presenters just breaking through, from presenters that have been in there for 20, 30 years, the skills that they've got, uh, and also the skills that the production team have got. So covering producers on them shows means that you get to learn how they do things and how they do things in certain ways. And not just that, I think as a freelancer with BBC, I've managed to work across one Radio 1, Asian Network and one Extra. All three stations have very different styles, very different ways of working, very different audiences, which has helped me sort of adapt my style to different audiences and you get to learn things that you probably wouldn't learn if you're just stuck to one station so it is quite a beneficial thing to be freelancer so what advice do you have for people that are currently freelancers or are considering being freelancers in the future being freelance is can be a tough ask i think you've got to have a very strong mind a lot of the time because you can it's that site well I joined the BBC in 2018 with the guarantee of I think two shifts three shifts I had to make the decision to move my life completely down south to jump at a chance to do this but with two shifts in mind I had to then be confident that I was good enough or could be good enough to then get more shifts on top of that as a freelancer you can get booked in advance quite a lot so you can be like look Don can you book can you work these shifts in September then the worry is you think, well, after them shifts in September, I've nothing booked in. So you've just got to have hope that the shifts will come your way. And you can have sometimes, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks, where you've got one or two shifts and there's nothing coming in and you're struggling a little bit in terms of money. Or you think, oh, I'm going to get any more shifts anymore. And you've got to always have confidence in yourself that the shifts will come. It's just a patience. The other downside to freelance is the fact that you can't kind of plan ahead too much. So if you wanted to go on holiday or you wanted to have a weekend away, you won't know if you're working or not. 
So I could potentially say, look, I'm going to go away for two weeks. That could mean I'd then lose potentially two weeks of work if they come my way and if they try to book me for them two weeks. Um, so it's, it's tough to plan ahead. The good thing with freelance, though, is the fact that, like I said before, you get to learn a lot of different skills from a lot of different people. But I think the main advice I give people trying to be freelance is be prepared that some days it can be quite tough mentally and just have that strong support network around you that can just put you back on the right path if you need it. So what advice would you give people if they want to be producers? It's a weird one, really, because it's obviously if you're a presenter, it's like do a demo or work on your, your presenting style. As a producer, you've just got to show your creativity as much as possible, whether that's off your own back when you're working, show that you're always in touch with what's going on in popular culture. You're always sort of, you're keeping an eye on things. I think a lot of producers will say that they have either notebooks or note sections in their phone are constantly just full of ideas that they think up day to day to day. Um, and it's always about thinking ahead. So thinking about if there is a piece of content out there or there is a new story, how do you adapt it? How do you make it better? How do you make it fit your style and your style of presenter? I think as a producer, you never switch off. So I think it's always paying attention to everything that's happening around you. So that would probably be my one big advice is just show your creativity as much as possible in every circumstance as you possibly can. So what previous experience have you had of working in the radio industry? So I obviously was at Student Radio from 2012-2014. I then was uh, lucky enough to be asked to go to a Bower station in, my, in Newcastle called Metro Radio. And they asked me to be a presenter there. So I was a presenter on that station, which then transferred into presenting for the Bower Network in the regions, which was great. But I always kind of knew that I wanted to produce and not present. So I did that. I presented alongside producing at the Bower Network. So I worked with the likes of Paddy Beginnis, Tony Blackburn in the regions. And then I worked across a lot of breakfast shows and was their main cover, really, across Manchester, Leeds, etc. Uh, and I was lucky enough in 2016 to be given the chance to produce back where I started in Rock FM in Preston, uh, which is quite an iconic station, a launch of breakfast show there. So I did that for two years. And obviously then I moved to BBC at the back end of 2018. So what made you want to join your university student radio station? It's a weird one for me. So I, my degree at university was TV and radio production. I joined university in 2010. So I graduated in 2013. I didn't join student radio until 2012. So my last year of university. And actually, in my second year, I dropped my radio modules. I was focused more on TV. Then in the summer of 2012, uh, Spark, which is where I started in Sunderland, we're looking for a few people to step in last minute. I had a mate that was presenting a show, and she's like, look, do you want to just come in and just be on air with me? I was like, yeah, that sounds like a bit of fun. That'd be great. I originally planned to go there, do one or two shows, and do a bit of work experience, so to speak, for a week. And ended up joining the TV side of things. And then from there, I just got hooked completely. But I always feel bad because kind of it was slow accidental and I never planned really on joining student radio until my third year and uh, which is when I joined my third year so it, it was kind of getting through the door and then becoming incredibly hooked very very quickly. So what was your involvement with your student radio station Spark Sunderland? My involvement so I joined like I said in 2012 during the summer I originally was just with a mate um she had a radio show and i was just in the studio and then from there they were looking for tv people so they had spark tv at the same time my degree was in tv production so i started filming i started doing tv work with them and then last minute there was a big project they were doing in the summer where they needed someone to step in and head it all up the tv side of things so i did that and from there became the head of tv 
And then on the side of that, I was asked to cover breakfast one week because nobody else could do it, basically. I was the only person around this summer. So I did that, expecting it to happen for a week or a few, and ended up presenting breakfast for about two years. So I did it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then on the side of that, I ended up moving from TV into radio and did the content control position, so deputy program controller. Uh, and basically just got involved with as much as I possibly could. But my main focus was basically breakfast. So I presented, like I said, I presented breakfast for two years. And really that was my sort of what I wanted to concentrate most on. So that was my big project really at Student Radio. So when you were in Student Radio, did you enjoy the presenting side or still the producing back then? I loved the presenting side of Student Radio. I think the, the good thing with Student Radio presenting is the fact that there is a bit more freedom back then so you kind of can do anything you want within reason i think the station i was at spark was offcom regulates so we did have to be a little bit careful but i also enjoyed the thing that came with presenting at student radio of like you would produce your own stuff you if you had an idea you would go away and find the music you'd find the imaging you would find the content you needed you put the ideas and i love planning the show as much as presenting it and I think it wasn't until I got to commercial radio where I thought, actually, I enjoyed the producing side more at student radio because I actually enjoyed the creativity and the ideas you can come up with. And the, like I said, the wacky ideas, you think, right, let's do that tomorrow, let's do that tomorrow, and it, and it works. So I think I enjoyed the presenting, but probably deep down, I was always leaning towards producing the creative aspect. So what were some of your highlights from your time in student radio? I was lucky enough when I first joined in summer they had uh, press access to Reading and Leeds Festival, so it was Leeds Festival, and a last person dropped out last minute, so I jumped in and did that. So within about two months of joining Spark, I was backstage at Leeds Festival, which was just, I think that's one of the things that made me think, I want to do this full-time, I enjoy this, sort of, it was a buzz. So that was always good, we did that for a few years after that. The biggest thing for me with student radio is I really enjoyed the social aspect. I got on with a lot of people. Uh, the the, the regular nights I would have, the events we put on, uh, my three best mates now I met through student radio. So I think that is, for me, the, the best thing at student radio. My, my biggest highlights were the social events we had, whether it was Christmas parties, whether it was birthdays, and that sort of team focus was the main reason why I stood there as long as I did, to be honest. So what has been your involvement with the Student Radio Association during your time in student radio and beyond? I joined Student Radio in 2012, my third year, but I said a year afterwards when I graduated the community radio station, so I could, which is great. So then in my last year of, of Spark, I decided to join the SRA, the Student Radio Association, because they'd helped me a lot during my Student Radio times, and I thought it was something I'd quite like to get involved with. And also I thought it was a way to meet other people as well. I, did, I got some good contacts in the North East, I had some good friends who thought, right, how can I branch these out? And I was always a fan at Spark of bringing people through and giving people chances because I'd kind of had that aspect. So I joined the Student Radio Association for that reason. And my role was predominantly, especially going forward, was uh, membership and cost. So my main role was to deal with students and their, I would say problems as such, but their sort of issues at Student Radio and the stuff they had going on and their involvement with it all and helping to give them a chance to sort of step into the industry a little bit. And that was always my, my main focus of doing student radio. And I really enjoyed that. I think I did that for four years until a few years back. But being backstage at the awards and putting them on and putting the student radio conference on was a real honour and it was a joy to do. And I really enjoyed doing that. So that was probably the big thing that I really took from student radio doing that. So what did you enjoy and achieve in your roles in the SRA committee? I think, like I said, 
before I enjoyed the, the conference for me was always the big highlight I think leading up to it then for then weeks or monthly not to it so two or three months January to April time my main involvement with the conference was always dealing with students dealing with tickets dealing with getting as many people as we could there making sure they were happy making sure that they had what they wanted on the conference and that was always a, a, an intense time and then the conference when it took place and through then three days I really, really enjoyed. I think it was great to meet new people. And I think seeing people come and have access to some of the biggest names across the variety of different radio styles there are was always great. I enjoyed doing that. And I think as well, talking to student radio stations and, and giving them as much support as I possibly could in the year was always the thing that I got the most joy out of. And, and it did feel like a bit of an honour to help these stations a little bit because I'd had that when I was coming through and it was nice to give back so I think I've always been a big advocate of getting as many student radio people and people from student radio backgrounds into the industry as possible uh, I'll always champion that I'll always help out where I possibly can and even now I'll I'll speak to them regularly just to give them as much assistance as I possibly can because I always want to give back with that. So finally as someone from a student radio background what advice do you have for people currently in student radio? I think the, the main piece of advice I would give is do as, as much as you possibly can. Whilst you're in student radio, as, as a lot of people always said, there's a, there's a bit of a freedom you've got that you wouldn't get in the industry. So try as much as you possibly can. Take risks within reason, obviously. Push boundaries. Look outside the box. I think student radio is, is great, especially when I was there, it was great for sort of doing new and wacky ideas and trying some things. But I think now especially, it's not just about the, the fun ideas, it's about the serious stuff as well. So looking at the way the world is now and going, right, okay, can we get that on our station? Can we do something that no one else is doing? Can we... Like, so there's no restrictions to student So you can try new things. If it doesn't work, fine. Put it to one side, put it in a drawer somewhere and try something new. I think getting into the industry from student radio, my main piece of advice will be to say yes to as much as you possibly can. You will very, very rarely walk from student radio into the role you want. I think it's about proving yourself where and when you can. I think for me, I graduated in the Northeast, in Sunderland and in Newcastle. But when opportunities came up at Manchester and they came up at Leeds and they came up at Preston, I wasn't hesitant to drive or to get a taxi or to get a train to these locations just to show that I was willing to do it. I think one of the big things I did is when I first started out, I would present on Bauer on a Friday night at 1am. I would then go and sleep in a travel lodge nearby to the station. I'd then get to 4am and drive about an hour to Leeds to produce their breakfast show on a Saturday morning and I think stuff like that is invaluable in this industry if you're willing to show your commitment to the cause and you're willing to go the extra mile people will see that and people will value that I think when I was doing breakfast radio in Preston at Rock FM and I was asking people to come in and help out with the show I would have a few people that would say yeah great I'd love to but I can't get in until seven because my train doesn't come till then so is that okay and I'd be like no unfortunately like the show starts at six so I'd need you in and I'll always remember one girl who was willing to walk from her parents house about 45 minutes on the road in all weathers to get and that stuck with me rolled from the BBC she was the one that took over after me because she proved herself and she was willing to go these extra miles so I think my biggest advice to student radio people now is take all the opportunities you can well, thank you, Dom. It's been great to hear from you about your time in student radio, your work in the radio industry and all the advice you've been giving.
No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dom, for sharing your radio journey with me. It's been great to hear about all the different bits you've been up to. Stay tuned for more student radio stories to come. Bye, everyone. <laughs>